Well, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for, for coming up. I appreciate that. Yeah, Joe, bring that up. Since, since, since uh, I appreciate that. I know, you know, do we go to the front? Is that a part of the skit today? Uh, you know, so, so thank you for coming up. Yeah, last night, you know, it was, you know, oops, I just killed a poinsettia. <laughs> Last night, you know, at the end, at the end of the nativity, was, we were in here and I said, well, let's get the, the set up. Since we didn't have the boutique this year. We had several reasons. And, and since we didn't do the boutique, we you know, well, should we meet outside? Should we meet inside? So we left, we left the table sitting up because we were all tired. Um, <laughs> we're just honest, you know. <laughs> you want to sit there? No, I'll sit the tables up. I don't, yeah. But, uh, I mean, because we had a lot of our crew had been here, our setup crew, you know, Joe and uh, uh, some others had been here since 8 o'clock in the morning getting things cleaned up from the rainstorm that happened on Friday night, which was to be our original opening time. And, you know, Friday, Friday, uh, I got up in the morning. I knew it was they were predicting rain. Oh, that's going to clear up. It's going to clear up. And so I'm looking, I'm looking at the news, you know, and, you know, and it says, you know, rain. You know, all day long, you know, 5 o'clock downpour, 6 o'clock downpour, 7 o'clock, and it's just like, well, I hate canceling the living nativity, but I guess we're going to have to. And so around noontime, he said, well, we need to make a decision right now. So we, okay, we're going we're gonna to ca- cancel it. So we cancel it, and it just clears up. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, so, you know, you know, Four o'clock, you know, people out sunbathing, and uh, and uh, you know, get here, at, you know, I get here at five o'clock, and you know, and it's just nice and sunny, and five thirty. Oh man, it's beautiful out, and so you know, well, you know, we've we've already put the word out. We can't we can't cancel the cancellation, you know, so um, so we just we just run with it and. So, you know, Janie's out there, you know, giving people candy canes. I think she's a candy cane lady, you know, uh, you know, giving people candy canes. Sorry, we're, we're you know, because of, because of the rain that didn't come, we're, you know, and, uh, and, um, and so, so finally, you know, we went in and I was sitting outside a little later on, you know, uh, you know, t- apologizing to people who are coming up and, and uh, sitting about six o'clock and it started raining, <laughs> started raining and then later started hailing. Oh, thank you, God. <laughs> I am a man of faith after all. <laughs> anyway, oh, last night was just a ball. I think everybody who didn't come on Friday night came last night. And it was, it was, it was just, a, it was just honestly, it was a grand celebration of the birth of Christ. It was just a grand celebration. And there's so many people, and like Janie said, you know, last night this church preached the gospel to people who have only heard the name of Jesus Christ in movies that America sent to China. And you, you preached the gospel to them last night. They got to hear about the real Jesus. And you know, that's that's that's. That's good. Oh, that's so good. And I, and I just, I really want to say how proud I am of all of you for, for the sacrifice that you put in. And uh, 
you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to, you know, he'll probably beat me up after this, but uh, Aaron Gilkey is, he's the king here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He's the first one here and the last one to leave, and he's been, he's been doing that since, uh, since before, before the fall into fun, you know, and his team of uh, David and uh, Doug and just others that have helped out. We just want to say thank you so much. But, you know, with you know, all of our great actors and animals and everything, if it wasn't for the sets, we wouldn't have anything. And uh, I just, you know, Aaron, yeah. thank you. Kathy, thank you for sharing them with us. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I know, Aaron, I know you do it because you believe in the fact that you are preaching the gospel, and you really are. You really are. And uh, what a beautiful thing! And I, it's just a just a fantastic thing. And so, so today, <clears throat> Pastor Josh has got us in a in a series on miracles. And I got to be honest with you, I uh, I I get to do one of the most beautiful messages, and um, it's the grand miracle. It's something that C.S. Lewis calls the grand miracle. And um, he, Lewis wrote a book called called Miracles. And uh, he calls the, the birth of Christ the grand miracle. There's a, uh, a theological word that, is, that we, we use to describe it. It's called the incarnation. And that is when, when, when the word became flesh. Lewis says it this way in, in, in his book called The Miracle. He says, the, the grand miracle... The central miracle uh, asserted by Christmas is the incarnation. Every other miracle prepares for this, or exhibits this, or results from this. It was the central event in the history of the earth, the very thing that the whole story has been about. And C.S. Lewis, when he was, he was an atheist, uh, and he... Uh, he, as he was honest, he, he, one thing about Lewis is he was an honest atheist. He really did seek. As if there is a God, I want to know him, but I don't believe there is. As a matter of fact, one of Lewis's statements was that as he was, you know, on his journey trying to see if there was a God, in, in his atheism, I found myself being angry at God because he didn't exist. What, what, what a beautiful way, you know, of, oh, I guess you do exist, or I couldn't be angry at you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, but, but his, his, what, the thing that really drew Lewis, the thing that really turned him, the thing that really, really caused him to have his encounter with the living Christ was the miracles. You know, he says, these are miracles, and as he's doing this book on the miracles of things you can't deny and documented things that, that history has not, cannot, cannot and will not d disprove. You know, an honest atheist has to say, well, there was a Jesus. Historically, we know that it's a, we know that it's a fact, and, and, and there are the miracles that he performed that are, that are there, and so Lewis had to, to deal with him, and he came up with, well, if that's the case, then therefore, therefore, then he had to be God. And because he is God, then therefore I owe him everything, and I will give him my all. And, and miracles is something that, that passes human comprehension, that, that, that the creator created. It's, it's, it's a miracle. 
and, and then he became one of us. And that is the incarnation. I, I kind of came up with a, with a little thought this year, and I don't, I don't think anybody can disprove it. Maybe you can't, I don't know. But the video that we play at the end of, of the scene, uh, the, of the, the message of, of Emmanuel, God with us, this part of this sermon that, um, that uh, Charles Spurgeon did in the late 1800s, I don't think, and I, this is my, my theory, and I, it, it's mine. I, I love it. Um, I don't think anybody has heard that more than me. And I honestly, I don't believe that anybody on the face of the earth has heard that message more than me. Because I have listened to it um, about 30 times uh, a night through our living nativity. Uh, I have... Um, you know, for how many years? And, you know, every year we, we're, we're looking for stuff and trying, even trying to create our own thing of what can we find? That, and, and honestly, that says it best. I don't think there's anything that, that says it any better than, than he says it in, in, that, living, in that, that video. But even though I've heard it thousands of times, thousands of times, you know, I've never got tired of it. I have never got to the place of where, you know, you know how you, you sing things a, a, lot, a lot and you get cynical about them? You know, you, you hear it a lot or you hear a song a lot and you start making up words in the song or, you know. Uh, I, I've never, every time I hear that at the end of it, I, I can't wait till the end of this, of, of this video when it talks about it's the sonnet of heaven, God with us. It never, gets, it never gets old because it is the message. It's a whole heartthrob of, of Christmas that, that God became flesh and, and, and dwelt among us and, and, and because he wants to be around us. See, the whole message of, of Christmas, the message of creation itself is that God wants to walk with you. God wants to be with you. When you ask God what he likes to do for a good time is to hang out with you. God, what do you like to do for, in your spare time? Well, God, what do, you, what do you like? And God's, oh, man, I love hanging out with my people. I, I, I created this whole thing so I could walk with Adam and Eve in, in the garden. So we could walk and we could enjoy creation. We could enjoy each other. So I could enjoy Adam and Eve, and, and they could enjoy being with me. And as mankind, we, we broke that relationship. And there was a breach that took place because we didn't really believe this God that, we, that created us. We were deceived, and because of that, there was the break. And, and God says, but I'm not giving up on what I like doing. I'm not going to throw it all away. And so I'm going to make it possible for what I like doing for it to happen again. And at that point of the fall in the Garden of Eden, there was the prophecy of the coming of the, of, 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 of the Messiah. And he spoke to, to, to Lucifer, to Satan, who, who was the deceiver. And he said, you, you know, you may, you may crush his heel, but, but, he will, he, but he may bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And there's his promises that, that Jesus was going to come. And we look at these, these incredible stories through, through, through the Gospels. 
in Matthew and, and Luke, they, 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 they begin at the beginning, in this, and as, as Mark even tells the story of, of Jesus, the Matthew and Luke, as they, they tell the, the birth of Christ. But, but John, John the one who was a beloved disciple, yes, he understands that there was the, the, the birth of, of it all, but instead he goes back to the very beginning. He goes back to, to, to the majesty and, and even the dignity that surrounds the incarnation of Jesus Christ, of, of God becoming flesh. And John begin, begins his gospel with, with, with eternity. And he, he lets us know, he, he really communicates under no uncertain terms that Jesus Christ was, was the Word, the, the Word, the Logos. In this passage in, in, in John, in chapter 1, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word, what? Was God. The Word was God. That, that, that the Logos, the Son, he was, he, was, he was God. And He was with God in the, in the beginning. Well, the beginning of, of, of eternity, which is, really there was no beginning. And our linear thinking, our mind goes on tilt. When did, we, when, did we say, when did we say eternity began? Well, be, well when did it start? And, and he says, you don't understand. Jesus has always been there. And through him, all things were made. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. And what John is saying is that not only is he the, the word that, was, that became a human being, but he's also the one that created. He said, stars be and planets be and light be. And he spoke them into existence. He was creating them with his word saying, I want to see this. And it happened because he is the creator. And the creator came into his own creation. John's going to go on to say, without an that had been made, in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness. And the, the darkness has not overcome it. No matter how much darkness tries to, to destroy it, no matter how much darkness even denies it, the simple fact is that it is not, darkness will never overcome the light of who Jesus is. In our Western minds, in our Western scientific style of thinking, if we can't reproduce it in a test tube, then it's, then it's, it's not real. And this is something that we have to say, realize that God is beyond our capabilities that the Creator came down into His creation and became, became a human being because He wanted something back that was stolen from Him, and that was you. Every one of you, individually. He wasn't content with saying, I'll forget about it, I'll try it again. I created you, and I, and I want you, and I want you back. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to spend time with you. As a matter of fact, i got a big party planned for a little later on, and I want you to hang in there so you can come to my party. I want you to make those choices that's going to, that will include you in, 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 in the party, will include you in the beginning of our, of, of our eternity together. And so John is saying that the darkness is not going to overcome it. And instead, what's going to happen is that there's going to be some incredible things that are going to take place. 
I'm going to give you the power of your choice. You chose once to, to rebel against me. Now I'm going to give you the power of choice. And this God that we serve because he is, because he is the ultimate of just, because he, he is the ultimate of fair. He put a law into effect that he will not counteract. And the law is that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And that because God is a holy God, that we cannot stand in his presence being covered with sin. He can, a holy God can only hang out with holy people. And he made a way, and he said, There's, there can only be one sacrifice. Without the shedding of blood, of innocent blood, of pure blood, sinful blood cannot be forgiven. And he made the choice. He made the choice to, to invest in you. He made the choice to say, I, I, whatever it takes to get you back, I want to do it. I will not override your will. I will not make you serve me. But I am going to speak my love to you. And this, this word, logos, the, the, the word, means, it, means, it means word. That Jesus is the word of God. And the word of God is, I love you. I am fascinated by you. I am carried away with you. And, and I want you back. I want all humanity back. And the heart of God breaks when we use our Western mind to logic God out of the picture. The heart of God breaks when we use our Western mind to say, how can I believe in, in the virgin? That, it goes so against everything. And God says, I'll do whatever it takes to get your attention, to draw you back to me. And so there's this, the meaning of this thing of Christmas, that, that God became flesh and dwelt among us. The incarnation, a long word, the Message Bible clarifies it best. The Message Bible says that, is that, that, that the word that, that God became a human being and moved into our neighborhood. And God wants to live in your neighborhood God wants to live in, in your joy. God wants to live in your pain. He wants to be there to walk with you through the valley and the shadows of death, through the points of discouragement, through the points of, of high celebration. He wants to, to, to invest who he is in you because he knows that that's how you're going to function best, not left to the logic of your own mind, but serving this God of the creation that darkness cannot overcome it. Darkness cannot make light become dark. And the light of Christ is going to be there for you. You know, the miracle of Emmanuel. We, part of our scene is, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel. It's a message that was sent there, honestly, to attack the, 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 the doubt and the faithlessness of, of, of the king Ahaz. And the message of Emmanuel is still there to attack our doubt. It is still there to remind us that, that God did become flesh. It is there to, to, to come against all of our reasons of why not. 
when Gabriel shows up and he speaks to Mary and he says, yes, you have found favor with God. Don't be afraid, Mary. You know, you know you're going to conceive. It's going to, be, it's going to be a miracle that takes place inside of you. It's going to be a miracle that's going to take place inside of your womb. And that miracle is going to, is going to grow. And it will be a miracle all the way through. It was a miracle for it to happen. And now the world is going to experience the miracle of the miracle in your womb. The miracle of salvation. The miracle of being reconciled back to God. You know, it's a message that in our postmodern world that we have to have the same, the same message. And Mary's, Mary's, Mary's her, her, her mind was, how can this be? How can this be? And the answer is, Gabriel basically says, with God, all things are possible. In other words, what Gabriel is saying to, to, the, to the logic of the human mind is, how can this, it can't happen, it can't happen. And, and, and Gabriel is basically saying, you don't get it, girl. <laughs> girl? I, I would say girlfriend, but I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I hang out with God. I hang out with God, Mary. You got to get this, girlfriend. <laughs> with God, all things are possible. And Mary has this epiphany, this revelation. Instead of, I don't get it. Instead, she took that step of faith that God takes, asks every one of us to take. She takes that step of faith and she says, ah, whatever God wants. Whatever God wants. Let's go that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, Mary signed up for a hard time after that. Her whole life she was going to be accused of being immoral. Her whole life she's going to be accused of, of uh, having a child out of wedlock and accused of having a child that was crazy. The guy thinks he's God. But you see, part of the miracle of the incarnation is that the people who really knew Jesus, who really, really knew him, they always believed in him. Mary always believed him. She knew, she knew the miracle was, was a real miracle, and so she followed him all the way through. He had some half-brothers and sisters through Mary was his mother, God was his father, but Mary and Joseph did have other children. And they may have, uh, at first, uh, man, he's been in the sun too long, he thinks he's God. But after a while, it's sort of like, wow, he is God in flesh. I don't know how it is in your families, but I think when, a, when, a, when siblings can agree, I'll say it's, it's a pretty big deal. And his siblings agreed that, yes, he, he is God. So much so that one of his half-brothers writes part of the Bible. Mary. His mother Mary was there on the day of Pentecost. She was there the day the church was born. I don't know. My Kapczynski mind runs wild, but... I just kind of have the idea that Mary is probably one of the first ones to be filled with the Holy Spirit because she was used to him. She was used to him. There was no struggling to be filled, to receive, because she had already received. 
She knew the miracle that took place deep inside of her womb. And what's the miracle that needs to take place deep inside of your womb? And please allow me to use that as a poetic term. Men, I want to speak to you as well. What needs to take place deep inside of your gut? The thing that takes you into those places where your life is a miracle. Because of the miracle, the incredible miracle of the incarnation, of God becoming flesh. So I'm going to walk with you. I want to be with you every day, not just once in a while, but every day. And so God became flesh. I don't know about, about you, but how many of you have troubles with gophers? Uh, uh, I, you know, gophers. I, I live in an area that uh, there's just a lot of vacant land around my house. And, um, and, and I, you know, the, the gophers, they, they, just, they just multiply, you know. They, they multiply in the vacant land, and they, they send the overflow into my yard. And, you know, every once in a while... I get, you know, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to rototill the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to put out enough poison to kill every gopher in the state of California. I, or I guess, no, I, I, I capture them and release them. You don't believe that, do you? No. Uh, or if you're releasing the gophers next to my house, would you quit it? Um, but, but, but so th these gophers are there, you know, and, you know, w you know, would it make sense for me to go outside grab one of those little gophers and say, you know what? There's a lot of vacant land over here. Why don't you guys just stay over there? Let's coexist, okay? I like you. You're a good little gopher. And um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to call you Gomer Gopher. And um, I want you to start living over here and leave my lawn alone. Don't come on my lawn anymore, okay? And oh, Okay, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me, Larry. I'll, I'll do no, I mean, and, and for God to yell down from heaven is, is, makes about as much sense. I, I love you down there. We're not going to get it. You know, every, every once in a while, you know, Janice and I have a, 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 a it's a habit. It's, it's, a, it's a ritual. It is a, a part of our life for, you know, in the mornings we, we get together and we, we, we read the Bible and we pray together in, in, our, in our front room, our living room, and there's a, a big window that looks out on the front lawn. And every once in a while, you know, as we're sitting there reading and praying or um, talking about the day and just kind of getting going, you know, we'll, every once in a while, you know, we, you, know, there's, you, know look and you see some grass begin to kind of move around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know is... Please don't do that, okay? No, it takes, an, a real, it takes a real communication. And God knew what it would take to communicate with us. He knew that we had to have God in flesh. He knew that we had to, to hear from Him. And God sent His only Son to earth to die for our sins, that we can be put into that right relationship with Him. And so this incredible message of the Incarnation of God with us, that God does want to be with us. God wants to be with you. God wants to spend time with you. God wants to spend eternity with you. 
And he has done everything he can possibly do to get our attention. And so when Mary says to God, how can this be? It's a miracle. For each one of us, it's a miracle for us to come into that relationship of taking the time to nurture that God awareness in our heart. See, we can take that God awareness and we can, we can shove it down. We can take that God awareness and we can, we can cover it over with, 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 with God types of things. It can be good acts. It can be good deeds. It can be acts of, of, of humanism. It can even be some kind of a, excuse me, it can be some, some type of a, of, a, of, a, of a pseudo-religion that kind of meets that, that spiritual need inside of us. But God is only content with one thing, and that is God with us. Of taking that time to say, God, I want to nurture that relationship with you that comes only through your son, Jesus Christ. And so that miracle of, of the incarnation. The next miracle I want to talk about is, is that miracle of reconciliation. The miracle of reconciliation. And if you have your Bibles, if you just kind of want to, if you want to turn to, uh, to Colossians and in, in, in chapter 1 and verse 20, is that the, the beautiful message of, of reconciliation. Expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will be that uh, will have sufficient. So now that we have always in Christ, we will uh, we alter the body after my life or after my death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean a fruitful labor for you, labor labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I am torn between two. I have decided. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading my, I jumped to my passage in, in Philippians. And, and I'm going to go back to my, uh, sometimes you put the marks in the Bible, you put them in the, in the right place at the wrong time. Uh, so Colossians, chapter 1, verse 20. Paul has just talked about the supremacy of Christ, that he is the very image of God. And if you've seen Jesus, then you've seen the Father. He talks about the fact that he's holding all, thing to get, all things together. And then he goes on, and, and he talks in, in verse 20. He said, in the start of verse 19, For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, in Christ. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies, and in your minds, because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish. 
and free from accusation if you continue in your faith. And so, as Paul is laying out this message, he said it was that physical body that was conceived in Mary's womb. It was that body that reconciled you back to Christ. So to undermine the, the birth of Christ, to undermine and say, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is a big deal. It was his physical body that reconciled, that put us in the right place. Now, the word reconciliation, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting word because we use it in, in mathematics to, re to reconcile our checkbook. We also use it in our relationships. Our marriage has been reconciled. It's been put back together. In our checkbooks, we use it when we, all, we, we, we try to get things to balance out. And Jesus comes in and he says to us, he, said, he says, you know what? You're in the red. <laughs> Your checkbook's in the red. You don't, have, you don't have what it takes to pay for this. But I'm here to reconcile. I'm here to pay the loss. The word in reconciliation, he is here to put things back into a proper working relationship. And so there is this, the, the physical body that was born, that laid in the manger, is that element that reconciled us back to God. This is what the infallible word of God says. To undermine and to play that, oh, well, Mary, Jesus was just a good guy and you know, Mary found herself in trouble and, and God honored that. She was a good girl, but she found herself in trouble and, and God honored. No, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that caused Mary to conceive. It was a miracle because we needed a miracle. We required a body to go to the cross to pay the price for our sins that we could have eternity with Christ to undermine the, the body of Christ is, is to undermine the entire message of, of, of Christmas. I, 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 again, I, mean, I think you all, you know, I, I love Christmas. I love Christmas trees. I love candy canes. Jenny gives out candy canes to everybody. Um, I, I love the whole the whole the whole thing behind. I love going into the Christmas to stores when there's when there's all kinds of obnoxious Christmas shoppers, and I I, just, I, I love it. I don't do it very much, uh, but uh, but you know I, I love. I heard it yesterday. I was walking through CVS, you know, and, and I heard it. I, go, I love it. <laughs> you know, what when else? What other time of the year can you walk through CVS and have them preach the gospel over their sound system? You know, I heard it yesterday. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining or aching, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. That God paid the price to get us back. That God paid the price. And that, that God made a deal. He said, I'm, I'm going to pay the price to get you back. And God walks away from the deal saying, man, I got the best end of that deal. I got them. I got my people. I got them. They belong to me now. And he's not going to override your will. He's not going to make you serve him. But he's going to put you into that place. He's going to position you to where you can make that choice if you're going to choose to follow God. Are you going to make that choice of, I want my life to really count for eternity? 
And I'm going to honor the price that God paid to get me. I'm going to choose to follow him. See, because inside of every one of us, if it is an atheistic C.S. Lewis, there's that question inside that says, is there more to life than just this? Is there more than, 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 than just this? And Christmas says, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You better believe there's more. It is about the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. Who not only dwelt among us, but who also reconciled. Who also paid the price to get us back. The last point is that He indwells. That He shares with us, the Bible says, His very nature. That God indwells in us. And this is what, what Christmas is all about. A couple of weeks ago, Josh started, Pastor Josh started showing you a, a video um, called what? The skinny on tithing. The skinny on tithing. Now, there's these two chuckleheads <laughs> that uh, they're called the skit guys. And these guys, I, I would love to go have coffee with these guys. I really would. They would just be a hoot the whole time. Um, you probably get embarrassed in the restaurant with them after a while. But, uh, but, but th these two guys, I mean, they, and they, they, they did another, another video. And it's called The Skinny on Christmas. Now, I'm going to show this video to you and, uh, because I, hope, I, know, I know that it will do to you what it did to me. My, my, as I'm looking at it first, I'm like, man, these guys are just pushing it. Uh, this, is, this is obnoxious. This, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'll leave the rest of it to you. But as, as we watch this, this video, the skit guys, let, let it speak to you. Go ahead. At Christmas time, I replace all the lamps in my house with Leg lamps. A little risque, sure. But the childhood memories are too fragile to let go of. Do I think it's weird that I'm 40 and still playing a little old drummer boy? Well, let me answer your question with a question. Do you think it's weird that this comes naturally to me? My Christmas credit card bills. Don't worry, guys. Dave Ramsey's my uncle. It's cool. <laughs> I believe uh, Christmas is uh, basically what God did for us. That's a lie. I really love the stuff I can get. There's a saying that says uh, it is better to give than to receive. That is true. It's not for me. Ebenezer Scrooge is like my spiritual mentor. The stingy one, not the one that went shopping with Tiny Tim. Hot apple cider, guys. When I hit the stage and those lights light up that manger baby I want to play my best for him and how do I do that I bring the pump pum pum Prince of Peace 
That's how I bring my best for him. When I die, I'll be laying there and people will say, there's a guy that has a lot of stuff. He's like a hoarder, but he hoards awesome stuff. And I did. Merry Christmas. So Jesus said, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? Huh. Clearly, Jesus never owned an Xbox. I'm in my church Christmas play this year. I'm playing Mary. I thought I was too young to play the part, but our worship leader said that Mary was a teenager. It hit me in rehearsals last night that this is a big deal. I mean, she's the mom to the Son of God. Last night, I googled Mary, mother of Jesus, and I found a piece of scripture that said God found her highly favored. I like that. I want God to think of me that way. Do you have any Christmas traditions that involve Jesus? Who? So, true story, uh, Christmas 2001, my son Hudson was recruited to play the baby Jesus in the Christmas program, and uh, I was sitting on the front pew, and um, everything's great, I mean, it was just fine, and then this teenage girl comes out playing Mary, and she's, she's holding my son, and, uh, and it just hit me, right? That's what, that's what God did. That, that he put his son in the arms of a, a teenage girl, knowing full well that his son would eventually end up on a cross. And I just, I wept. I couldn't, I couldn't even talk. And I realized that if it were up to me, mankind would be out of luck because I don't, I won't ever love anyone enough to give up my only son. But thank God he did. You know, we can have all of our fun and laughter and jokes and, you know, but, but all of a sudden we have to realize, oh, wow, this is dead serious. This is dead serious. And I want, I want to encourage you today. Yes, celebrate Christmas, you know. So let's have fun. But coming to the point of realizing that God loved us so much that he made that deal. And I want to encourage you to do something else this Christmas. Don't badmouth God's choice. I don't see why I, I'm not worth. I don't see why God would do that. I, I'm such a I'm such a, a knothead. Why would God? I don't. Why would God do that? Don't. Don't question God's choices. God did. I'm 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 like this the skit guys. If it was up to me, you'd all be out of luck. But thank God it wasn't up to me. It was up to a loving God who, who genuinely and honestly is a loving God. And he says, I love you. I, I love the world so much that I gave my only son. And because of that, I, I want you to, to just to, to love me back. I want you to like doing what I like doing. I want you to walk with me.
I want you to, to spend your life with me. You see, when we, when we do this, then all of a sudden we begin to realize that, wow, you know, you know Christmas, it's, it's, a, it's a time of celebration. But boy, is it a sobering time. Boy, is it a time that causes all the laugh and all the, the drums and, you know, just to go away. And all of a sudden we realize, wait a minute. The Word became flesh and faced the cross for my sins. And folks, this is the miracle of the incarnation. This is the miracle that happened when God says, quit bad-mouthing yourself. I made a good choice when I died on the cross for you. Now then, let's enjoy life. Let's live life to the fullest. I'm going to ask the ushers to come to the front. And as they're coming, again, today we're going to take two offerings. Um, and we're going to do it because of the importance of understanding that it, it just takes the, the regular tithes and offerings to, for this church to exist. It, it just takes the... Re- I mean, it, it's just what, what comes in goes out. Um, uh, one of the... Thi- you know, there's one of the churches in Revelation that was accused of, of hoarding money and being rich. It wasn't this church. <laughs> uh, um, but it, it is your faithfulness. It is that tithing. It's that giving back to God that causes the, the message to be here. It gives us the, the opportunity to do what we did last night, to, to give the message to, to people that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ before, except when somebody was swearing. They've never heard the message of love behind the name of Jesus Christ. And we get to do that on an ongoing basis. And so as, this morning, as, as you're giving to, 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 to the church, and the second offering is given to the nativity. It is that investment in, in the Great Commission. But when, as we take this offering, you are giving back to God. Um, that, that, you know, a part of the, 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 the skinny on tithing, it talks about, you know, God gives, you give and God gives back. And, and that's the, you know, yes, they were being facetious and kind of joking about it when they were saying it, but it, it is the truth. I mean, Janice and I have found out so many times in our life that the blessings of God are, are they're embarrassing sometimes. They're, they're embarrassing because, because God is, is giving so much in so many ways. Sometimes God is giving in ways that you don't even see as being God. Sometimes your health is there. You don't have the doctor bills because God was there working His miracles in your life. You didn't have that car accident because God was there protecting you. Your sons and daughters didn't have some of those problems because God was there. And the blessings of God are, are, are there for His kids because... God loves hanging out with his kids. So this morning, as, 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 we, as we worship the Lord through giving back to him, I want, I, want to, I want just to have you remind yourself, this past year, God did this, and God did this, and God did this, and God did this, and God did this. Uh, you, you should be able to, to rattle off a huge litany of the, 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 the tons of things that, that God has done for you because God likes hanging out with his people. So, Father, this morning, as we give back to you, we give back to the call of Granite Creek Community Church 
the call to boldly proclaim the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to proclaim the, the infallibility of the word of God, that this word is true and there are, it does not have mistakes. It was not written to a past generation. It is truth for today in that it reveals the love of God for mankind. And so, Father, this morning we give to, to the message of Granite Creek Community Church. We give to pay the light bill so it can stay open, to pay the heating bills so it can be warm. Father, we, we, we give to pay the water bill so that it can be a comfortable place for people to come. God, we believe in, in, the, in the church of Jesus Christ and in the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, continue to bless. Bless this church, we ask in your name, Lord. Amen. God bless you as you give to God this morning.